Hello and welcome to the Kalkatindi Show. We don't believe in ourselves enough to really go after our dreams. I had a purpose. I was in a marriage. I wasn't too happy with my relationship at the time. I don't know what it is yet, but I just, I really trust it. And it's, it's exciting to tap into it because you see little breadcrumbs of it, like little kind of tastes of different mm-hmm. kind of doors that you're opening up. I do genuinely believe mm-hmm. that if you have the confidence and the self-belief to achieve, that anything is is possible. I really can create change in this world. I really can help people. They've changed my life. They've completely revolutionized the way that I think and they've encouraged my highest self. And, um, you know, I think the foundations in those three books. Before you listen to this episode, I just want to let you know that the audio quality on my side was compromised due to a technical fault during recording, but the guest's audio quality is perfect. So I know this may affect your listening experience and I sincerely apologize for that. Otherwise, hope you enjoy the show all right i'm here with robbie d'angelo robbie is a human optimization expert best-selling author entrepreneur transformational speaker and coach he's also the host of the biohacked life podcast robbie welcome to the show carl man i appreciate you having me on the day i'm excited about spreading a little love and spreading a little knowledge today yeah so all right so Let's start with your story and how you started your transformation journey. You struggled with obesity for a big part of your life and overcame that, but then the struggle with life was far from over. Your business partner stole money from you and left you broke. You and your fiancé of five years called it quits. Your apartment in which you were living at the time got broken into and everything was stolen. So... Here you are, homeless, broke, depressed, and even suicidal. How do you go from that Robbie to this Robbie right now? What had to change for you to to become who you are today? Yeah, Carl, for me, man, that was the low point of my life. I was struggling really bad with depression and just suicidal thoughts. I, I really felt like... I had tried this thing called life and it just didn't work for me. Um, so I was ready to end it. But kind of the spark that turned it around was I I started like just looking back at my life and realizing everything that I had done and everything that I accomplished. I mean, I was I played American football and I was one of the top players in the country at my position. Um, I I'd received my MBA in finance. Um, I'd worked some really cool jobs. I've done some really cool things and had some really fun experiences in my life. And I started looking at that and I realized, I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm capable of doing things. I just, I got lost and I got to a point where I didn't know really what I wanted out of life because for so much of my life, and I think this will resonate with a lot of people, for really my life until that point, I had lived up to society's definition of success. I had lived up to what everybody else wanted me to be instead of what I truly wanted out of this world. And I started just putting like two and two together and realizing like, you know, it's it's really an opportunity for me to live life according to what I want and start doing things according to what I want to have happen in my life. And from there, 
I just started doing little things to help myself. I mean, don't get me wrong. Depression is not something you just snap your fingers and come out of. Um, I had to start doing little things. Like for me, the first thing I did was I started going to the gym and I just started working out and that started giving me confidence in myself. It started giving me confidence, not like in my body or not in my ability to lift weights, but in my confidence to do the things that I said I was going to do. For so long, I was struggling with a personal integrity problem where I wasn't keeping the promises I made to myself. So for me, taking little actions like going to the gym, showing up for work early, doing little things like that, just started to give me confidence in myself and my ability to just create a life. Um, And then from there, I started just habit stacking and moving forward in the right direction. And that's really what propelled me into learning about personal growth and development and started reading books and listening to podcasts and just furthering my journey as much as I can. You talk a lot about human optimization, right? How do you define human optimization? My definition of human optimization is really taking a holistic approach to optimizing your mind, body, and soul. Because I truly believe that you can't have one without the other. For so long, I worked in physical performance and working with athletes and people that are really trying to just optimize themselves physically. But what I was realizing was the mental aspect was missing. And that's such a huge component of optimizing your physical self is mental optimization, really getting to peak mental performance. Mm -hmm. And then once I put those two together... I I still felt like something was missing. I still felt like there was another level that I could get people to. And that's when I started looking at the soul aspect of power, the soul aspect of what you're trying to accomplish in this world. And it's really kind of tapping into Maslow's hierarchy of needs and someone going after self-actualization, which is reaching their highest potential. So for me, human optimization is just that. It's going after your human potential, which we all know is nearly limitless. Yeah. Um, but I truly believe you have to have all three components working together for you to get there because what's the point of having a perfect body if mentally you're struggling with anxiety and depression every day? Or what's the purpose of being at peace with yourself mentally, having abundant abundance of physical energy but you don't have any soul goals. You don't have any direction in life of where you're trying to apply all this to. So for me, human optimization is taking all three of those to its potential and really looking at what can I do to achieve peak performance in those three areas. Awesome. And speaking of possibility, you know, having nearly limitless possibilities, you also have a term you use, which is exponential life, right? And you define that as a life where you achieve things that look impossible right now, right? So, right. What and you also say when someone sees the world differently and they create results that sorry and they create results that looked impossible in a moment before, that's a miracle. How how what does one have to do to create that exponential life? Really, exponential life is a life where. You know, I, I talk about creating miracles because in order to create a miracle, it, it's, it's you achieve something beyond what you thought was humanly possible. 
And for so many of us, we have these limiting beliefs and these factors inside of us where we don't really have the belief in ourselves to do something special. We don't believe in ourselves enough to really go after our dreams. And it takes us getting out of our comfort zone. It takes us believing in ourselves again to really go after those things. So for me, living an exponential life is a life where you're not doing anything crazy, but you're doing something daily. Mm-hmm. And when you look at exponential growth, for me, it's it's adding 1% to your life every day and focusing on getting 1% better every single day of your life. And what you realize is by getting 1% better, you stop growing in a linear path. You know, most people grow on a linear path where they make, you know, 10% more money a year or they'll improve their relationship or just some way they're, they're looking at making a, just a linear growth in their life. But once you start looking at adding 1% improvement to your life daily, that's where you start seeing exponential growth happen. Um, Darren Hardy wrote a book about it called The Compound Effect. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, when you think about it, if book. I'm getting 1% better every day, well, now I'm getting 1% better than the 5% of the you know five previous days. And in 30 days, I'm getting 30% better. And you keep adding that 1% to it, but you're adding 1% to everything you just did. And by changing your actions and changing that percentage every single day, where the exponential growth comes in is your possibilities and your potential is based upon how you see yourself right now. Mm-hmm. But where is your potential going to be limited at when you're 30% better? Where is your potential going to be after you've spent a year busting your butt to get better and learning new skills and breaking past those limiting beliefs? Where's that potential going to be? Because you know your dreams of what you want your life to look like are based upon who you are right now. They're not based upon who you're going to be a year from now. They're not based upon who you're going to be five years from now. And that's where the true miracles of life start to happen is when you're living life to its potential and then you're dreaming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the reasons I think people don't make that, you know, they don't make that consistent and, you know, uh, incremental efforts every day, like putting in that 1% effort to get better is that sometimes people just get stuck. Like I do get stuck sometimes and I know so many people face the same issue. How, how do we get unstuck from those, you know, things that hold us back? Man, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've, I've gotten stuck before too. I mean, even yesterday I did a video about how I just, I feel drained right now with everything going on in the world mm-hmm. and everything going on right now. I just, I feel emotionally drained. Mm-hmm. And when you get tired, that's when you start to feel stuck. You know, you get these feelings of, man, I've tried, I've been working my butt off and I'm just not making any progress. I feel stuck right now mm-hmm. or I don't have clarity yeah, in yeah. what I want. I just feel stuck. One of my favorite ways that I actually practice with my own, my own reality of getting unstuck is a lot of times when you're stuck, you're trapped in your own ego and you're thinking, you know, I and me are using a lot of pronouns describe yourself and you're almost feeling like a victim. So one of my favorite ways to get unstuck is to break out of that ego and go serve someone else. Literally think in your head like, you know, what charity can I go volunteer for today? What person do I need to call that I can help today? 
You know, do I need to go visit a family member I haven't seen in a while? Who can I go serve today? Not wanting anything in return, not wanting, you know, any kind of payback, mm-hmm. but who can I go serve today? And what that does is it, it reminds you of what you're really living for. It reminds you that this world is a lot bigger than the own crap in your head. Yeah. And it puts you back in a state of gratitude because, you know, as as everyone listening knows, there's, there's not too many better feelings than helping someone else just yeah. for the sake of helping someone. Sure. And a lot of times, like I said, when we're stuck, we're just like we're trapped in those like negative stories that we're telling ourselves about where we're at in life versus getting outside of those negative stories and going helping someone else and creating some gratitude in our life, creating some sense of thankfulness that, man, you know, I really can create change in this world. I really can help people. And I'm not stuck. I was just stuck in a negative thought pattern. And I just had to break that thought pattern to start moving myself forward again. And another reason why I'm such a fan of ghost serving someone else is when you're stuck is a lot of times when you're stuck, you're just not taking action. Mm-hmm. You know, action breeds clarity, especially when you're in a stuck situation. And so many times we, we feel stuck because we, we just don't know what to do. But by going out and serving someone else, you're literally just creating action. You're moving again. You're creating a physiological change in your body. So it, it not only does it help you mentally gain a little clarity, but it also physically helps clear out some of those just like negative emotions you're holding on to to start moving yourself forward again. Wow. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. And then when you take action, like you, you get your mind onto something at least. And, you know, ideas somehow come. You find your way somehow because you're moving. Just like, you know, this analogy, which is true, that if you're riding a bicycle and you stop, you're going to fall, right? So I think right. keeping, the, keeping moving, keeping on moving, I think helps to create, to maintain that balance so that you don't fall. In terms of life, you don't fall over. So I really like that. I think it's, it's very, very true. So I want us to talk about confidence, you know, because as we take action in whatever we do, we need confidence, how we show up in the world, right? How do we create a deep, lasting, natural confidence? Confidence is one of those interesting subjects because there's a lot of thought around confidence, Mm -hmm. but I hate to break it to you. You can't think your way to confidence. So many people try. They, they, they read all the self-help books. They take the online course and they think that just through positive affirmations and changing the way they're thinking, they can create confidence. But from my experience in working with people, that's not how you create true confidence. It can create motivation. It can create like these little spurts of energy where you go and can do something real quick. But to create true confidence, that's only done through action. Mm-hmm. And when I say action, what I mean by that is the ability for you to keep the promises you make to yourself through personal integrity. Oh. That's what creates confidence. Um, just to give you an example, a lot of people always say that, you know, I'm going to get up and go to the gym in the morning before work tomorrow. I'm going to get up at six o'clock and I'm going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Yet how many people actually do that? You know, very few because it's hard and it's uncomfortable. But the, the sad part about that is every time you make a promise to yourself and tell yourself you're going to do something and then not do it, you're literally lowering the confidence you have 
in the promises you make to yourself. I mean, if you really think about it, if you if you're in a relationship with someone and every time they tell you something, they don't do it. They just they say words, but they don't have any meaning, any follow through behind those words. How long is it going to take you before you start doubting everything they say? Well, not very long. Mm-hmm. You have to think about the, that same dynamic in the relationship you have with yourself. You know, I was on I was on the um, call with a client right before I jumped on this podcast with you, man. Mm-hmm. And it was that conversation I was having with my client. He's trying to lose a lot of weight right now. Mm-hmm. And every time he gets started losing weight, he gets distracted or it gets too hard or something in his life happens where he falls off the wagon and gains all the weight back. Mm-hmm. And so now when he's trying to start his journey, he's just he's got so much self-doubt in his ability to lose the weight because every time he starts to lose the weight, he fails. Mm-hmm. So now he doesn't believe he can do it when in actuality, he can. And he's got every tool he needs to be successful. He just has a story he keeps telling himself because he's never kept that promise to himself. So confidence is built through action of you keeping the promises you make to yourself and following through with those promises. And once you start doing that, then like you, you confidence to me is the ability to do something without second guessing yourself. It's the ability to do something without an insecurity kicking in or wondering what people are going to think about you or wondering if you're going to fail. That's confidence to me is just you being able to do something and not thinking twice about it. And that only comes through repetition of action. Mm-hmm. You know, I was playing, would step on the field to play a game on Saturdays. We were so confident in our ability to win the game because we had practiced it hundreds of times through the week and it just became second nature to us. That's what true confidence is. True confidence is you running the plays over and over again. So you don't even have to think about it anymore. They've, they've moved from the conscious to the subconscious world where it's second nature for you just to perform, for you just to act, and it becomes instinctive at that time versus you having to talk yourself into it or motivate yourself or watch a powerful video to get started. That, to me, is what true confidence is. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's powerful, man. And another, one thing I also want to talk about is uh, how does one find their authentic energy? And before you answer that, I just want to acknowledge you. I like the way you show. I like your energy. You have, uh, you come off as authentic to me from my, what I see. And I think that is something that comes, I don't know, it's, it's, it's so real. You're so real and it is amazing. How do you, how do you find your energy? Man, I, I, I appreciate those words because it's, it's something that I've honestly had to work hard on. Mm-hmm. Um, for so much of my life growing up, I was very inauthentic and I was, like I said earlier, I was always portraying the version of myself that I thought everybody else wanted me to see. And I was a complete, complete, like people pleaser growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, you know, what they call a yes, man. I was always saying yes to everyone, even though it was hurting me. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the journey to authentic energy was really realizing who I was and how I wanted to show up and serve the world. For me, it was when I wrote my book um, and published my book, writing the authority content in my book was very easy for me. To teaching people how to you know, take control of their transformation, change their mental habits, like that was the easy part for me. Mm-hmm. Writing 
the first chapter of my book, which is my own story, was the hardest part of writing that book because I had never done any self-awareness work. I have never really thought about why I've done the things I've done, why I felt the emotions that I felt. Um, So in writing that book, I wanted to understand what made people tick. I wanted to understand why people did the things they did. So I interviewed over 100 people and I got really good at asking questions. And through those questions, I started learning the power of the word why. And it's one of my favorite questions to ask people right now is why? Why do you do that? What makes you think that way? Why, why, why do you believe that? Why do, why do you have that emotional response? And I got really good at asking the question why. And for me, the journey of self-awareness was turning that question back onto myself. Mm-hmm. And okay, Robbie, like you made this dumb decision. Why did you do that? Okay, well, what, what led to that? Why were you feeling that emotion? So I started gaining some real insights on who I am, why I do the things I do, and what my beliefs were and where my beliefs came from and how to change my beliefs. From there, what I was able to do was start unlocking my authentic self and realizing that through my authentic self and through unleashing that power, I was actually able to help more people. Mm-hmm. And so now when you ask me a question, like how do you show up with your authentic power, with your authentic energy? For me, it's I want to serve. And I know that like the reason I was put on this earth is to learn my medicine so I can heal others. And now any chance I get to show up in the world and have a platform, I want to show up with that most real, raw, authentic energy that I can because I know that's that's where I can really help people. I can't help people by being fake. I can't help people by being inauthentic. I can only speak what I know from my own mess. I can only speak what I know from you know the crap that I've been through. So I just I try to show up in that energy. And it's, it's also having some empathy to my old self and the, the things that I've been through in life and the troubles and the down areas and the darkness that I've been through. And having empathy from those areas gives me the ability to stay in touch with how my audience is feeling and what they're going through and the thoughts that are inside of their head. And man, when I tap into that, mm-hmm. that's what really motivates me. And that's what really gives me the why behind a lot of times when I show up and I'm charged up and just ready to help people is because, man, I just, I don't want them to feel the way I did. And I, and if they are feeling that way, I want to help them out of that space. So it's just really just that journey to self-awareness and then a passion to help others through the darkness that they may be in right now. All right. I love that. I love that. Robbie, what does it take to make an impact in the world? What does it take to make an impact on the world? Mm-hmm. I truly believe that that's going to come from turning your mess into a message. Oh, wow. and you heard me say it just. Yeah, you heard me say it just now. Like I, I, I believe the reason why we're here on this earth is to learn our medicine so we can heal others, hmm. and that's what turning your mess into a message is. I mean, 
we're all dealt some crap in life and we're all, we're all dealt hardships and we have to go through things that we don't expect and things that just try to rip us to the core. But through having a growth mindset, you're going to learn through those things and you're going to be taught some really valuable lessons that I feel as a human, it, you owe it to humanity to pass those lessons along because you hurt and you have pain. But why shouldn't you help others that are dealing with the same situation? Why shouldn't you help others? So, you know, if it, if it took you a year to get out of depression, why not share your story so maybe the next person, they can get out of depression in three months because they know that they're not alone in this. Um, and that, that to me what it, is what it's all about is being able to take the lessons you've learned in life and sharing your story to help others. And I, I think that's how we make an authentic impact in the world. And we're able to speak from that true place mm-hmm. with passion because we've lived it. And that's right. where you're going to connect with people. People, they don't care what you say. They care you know, how you feel and how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that when you speak from that real authentic place, that's where you connect with people. And that's where you can say like, hey, bro, like, I know where you're at. I've been there. And you're not alone. Like, I still fight this demon just like you do. But I, w- I want to help you through it because I've been there. And this is what I did to overcome that. Well, oh. Robbie, let's go into some quick five questions. What is your definition of success? My definition of success? Yep. It's, it's living a life without fear. Hmm. It's, it's living a life in the service of others where I'm not having to second guess everything. It's living a life in the service of others where I'm not dealing with insecurities and judgment and fear of what others are thinking. That to me is success. I, I hate saying it um, because I am an entrepreneur, but I've never really been money motivated. I've always been service motivated and impact motivated um, and just wanting to create a legacy. So for me, when, you, when we start talking about success, I mean, yeah, trust me, I want to make a lot of money so I can do a lot of good in this world because it's, it's really hard to do a lot of good if you don't have a lot of money to really help you um, facilitate those dreams. So yeah. that is a goal of mine. But I'm not going to say it's a definition of success. I, I think the definition of success is living a beautiful, authentic life, chasing those moments of awe and surrendering to the beauty of life and everything that it brings. Oh. And you have uh, this quote that I love. What has helped you? This is the quote. What has helped you to get to your current level of success is exactly what will hold you back from your next level of success. Can you speak to that a bit? Right. When we look at where we're at in life, a certain mindset and a certain set of beliefs has gotten us to where we're at in life. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're not careful, that certain, that certain set of beliefs and that mindset has gotten you here, but it will also keep you here. So when we talk about human optimization, it's what I like to call having a white belt mentality. And I, I take that expression from martial arts. When you enter a martial arts dojo studio on day one, they hand you a white belt saying you're a beginner 
now it's time for you to learn. And when you think about it, when you go to learn anything new, you're excited. You're, you're just like, you're like a, a sponge just ready to soak up everything. And we have to have that mentality no matter where we're at in life. One of the greatest, you know, killers of progression is when people think that, oh, well, I know everything I need to know. Oh, I know it all. Or I've learned everything I can learn. When I think it was Socrates that said, the only thing I know is I know nothing. And having that white belt mentality for me, and I, I say this a lot because it's so true. And the more I study and the more I learn about just change and how to transform people, every time I learn something new, it teaches me how much I don't know. And I love that because I, I'm always in that quest to learn more things. And I think we have to maintain that white belt mentality as we're going through life so we can always be progressing and we can always be moving forward and learning new skills. And even the skills we have, we can always get better at. I mean, you know, we're never going to be perfect. So knowing that there's always room for improvement, we just can't let our pride and ego step in and tell us otherwise, we always have to be striving to get better. And that's why I love having that white belt, white belt mentality. Yeah, yeah, true. The more you learn, uh, is the, the more you realize that you still have a lot to learn, right? Exactly. So yeah. true. Yeah. Robbie, do you have a favorite book? Oh, man, I have a lot of favorite books. Um, you know, one of my favorite books that I give to the most people is The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, a book that I'm rereading right now that is really helping me with everything that's going on in the world today um, is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Um, he was probably the greatest of the Roman emperors. And this is actually his journal that he kept um, that his second in command turned into a book. So I have a lot of books. Um, Mindset by Carol Dweck was one that really changed the way that I look at the world. Um, Psycho-Cybernetics is a really fun one to read. Um, it's yeah. about how to use the power of the subconscious to program your mind. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm a book fiend. I love reading. and I, I love learning. And there's so many out there that have helped me along my journey. Yeah, I love books too. Have you read uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl? Victor Frankl, yes, I love. I do love that book. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a really good one to teach you some serious life lessons. Yeah, yeah. Robbie, uh, talk to us about the services you offer, the coaching services, and anything else. Right. So basically, my coaching um, is it's human optimization coaching. I actually I use the uh, the hero method to accomplish human optimization. And the reason I use the hero method is it's actually an acronym. Um, yeah. But for me, it's, it's about using. Muscular. Yeah, because it's the age then you put yeah. the dots. Like I was wondering, what is what does that stand for? Yeah, it's, yeah, and I'll, I'll go I'll go through that in a second. But yeah, hero is actually an acronym. Um, so the hero method that I coach through, the first part of the hero method is just understanding that no one's coming to save you, and you're the hero of your own life. You're the hero of your own movie and you literally get to write that movie with every choice you make. And the reason I love that mindset so much is there's true power in that. You know, you're not a victim 
of someone else's movie. You're not a victim of someone else's story. Like literally you're the main character here. You're writing the screenplay. You're choosing your soundtrack. You're choosing your supporting cast, your scenes. Like you're literally picking out every part of your movie with every decision you're making. So that's kind of step one. And then the hero method itself is actually an acronym. Um, the H stands for hone in and get crystal clear on what exactly you want. Because any journey you want to take in life, you know, I, I know myself, I, every time I get in my car to take a road trip, I plug in the directions of my GPS on my phone. And without a clear destination of where I'm trying to get to, my GPS is worthless. So that's always step one. And any, anytime I work with somebody, is getting crystal clear on where exactly we're trying to go. Um, and then, you know, the second letter in hero is E. So E for me stands for evolve. Now that we understand where we're trying to get to, we have to evolve with new skill acquisition. We have to learn new skills and new mindsets like we just talked about in the previous question. You can't get to the next level of your life with your old thinking. You've got to create new thinking. You've got to create new skills. So that's where Evolve comes in, um, is literally evolving to that next level of who you're trying to become. And then after you, you evolve and you learn this new skill set, the next thing you have to do is you've got to rise up. You've got to rise above your comfort zone. You've got to rise above your mediocre thinking. You rise above your limiting beliefs. And by evolving and rising, now you're going to get to that fourth letter, which is O. And for me and my, you know, hero method, O is overcoming. You know, we've, we've honed in on exactly what we want to accomplish. We're evolving through new skill sets. We're literally pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone and rising up. So we can overcome the challenges in life with confidence and peace. So many people get faced with roadblocks in their life and they don't know how to overcome them and it literally can destroy them. But if you've got crystal clear vision on what you want, you've evolved with new skills and you've made the decision to rise no matter what, then those objections are you're going to overcome them with ease because you have such clear vision and you have this new skill set and you have this new belief on where you're going. And you now look at obstacles as just opportunities in disguise. So that's why I love the hero method is because it kind of gives us a framework on how to work through becoming the best version of ourselves and how to work through reaching our potential. Oh, I love that, man. I love it. So, uh, Robbie, what's your number one social platform for someone who wants to connect with you? Man, I'm all over um, the social medias right now. Um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook are probably my primary three. Um, you can just find me at Robbie D'Angelo, R-O-B-B-Y-D-A-N-G-E-L-O. Um, it's also my website too, RobbieD'Angelo.com. Um, but guys, I, I love having conversations. I mean, that's how me and Carl met, just uh, having some conversation on LinkedIn. And I, I love helping people. So if you have any questions, any insights, um, please reach out to me. I'd love to have that conversation with you. Amazing. Uh, Robbie, what would you say to someone listening right now who might be feeling lost or dealing with eternal stress? Maybe they've lost a job or simply unsure which direction their life should take. I would say if you're in that position where you've just had a defeat 
and you've just kind of suffered a little setback. One thing that I would say that, you know, I struggle with myself that I'm trying to do a better job of is go play for a little while. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by play is go have some fun, go get creative, go expose yourself to some new environments, get outside of your comfort zone, use, use it as an opportunity to go, go learn something about yourself. Um, a lot of times when we, when we suffer defeat, we suffer that defeat because we kind of got into a one track mind of thinking and we, we had some limiting beliefs that kind of kept us in a situation that wasn't best for us. So there's, there's a lesson that we need to learn there. Anytime we have something that we perceive as negative in our life, that's really life trying to teach us something that we need to learn. So yeah, get outside your comfort zone, go learn something new, go learn a new skill, go meet some new friends, go expose yourself to a new environment, go get creative, paint, draw, write. Um, just do something where you can express your authenticity for a little while mm-hmm. and then watch what lessons that you learn coming out of that. Wow. Robbie, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us your story, your knowledge, your experiences. I really appreciate you for that and the incredible work you're doing. Man, Carl, I, I appreciate you having me on today, man. I know that, uh, we don't know each other well, but I can I can tell that you're you're a good guy with a great heart that's looking to just serve people and make an impact. Um, and I I definitely appreciate you reaching out um, and connecting us. So man, keep doing what you're doing. You're gonna you're gonna make an impact. You're already changing lives. So just keep fighting, my man. Thanks for joining me this week on the Couch Attending Show. Subscribe to the podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this show, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would really help us a lot to grow. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. Take care.